Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Hello, Maximum Octane. We are back. It is, if you can't tell from my outfit, St. Patty's Day today. I don't know when you will get this, but it will be St. Patty's Day here. And I think it's always St. Patty's Day somewhere, somewhere. Always at 360, that's for sure. It is. It is. Five o'clock somewhere. St. Patty's Day somewhere, 360 it always is because all the green stuff. So joining me today, I'm really excited because I just love what this company does and the people that run it and their culture, which we're going to get into it. But we have Lisa Coyle and Jesse Mehta, and they were co-founders of 360 Payments. And we have a lot of information to share with you. So going to be moving quick and talking and as usual. I'll be like, oh, wait, let, let me ask you this. So um, there's that. And then also... Why are we sitting in case anybody's like, why are you in such a weird position? I got to spend the night in the hospital in Puerto Rico last night getting 17 stitches. So there will probably be an episode on how you have to bring your own blankets to the hospital and some other things. But today we are here. So let's talk for a minute. How did you guys come up with this idea to start doing this? Yeah, so we worked for another company in the payment processing space and had a fantastic experience there. Um, but come from a family of entrepreneurs, a lot of us, and wanted to go out and do it on our own. We were in our early to mid-20s and thought, you know, let's just go out there, take care of people. If you take care of people, the customers first, the employees uh, also first in a lot of ways, everything else would just fall into place. So we just wanted to go out there and do it ourselves and take care of people. And the big plan in the beginning was we were in San Francisco Bay Area, San Jose area, and it was like, let's start a company here and we could like work with some local companies around the Bay area. And that was like the original like business plan, the vision. And now we're nationwide working with thousands and thousands. Of so people. that wasn't your plan in the beginning when you were starting to go outside of the Bay area. No, we just thought we'd be the Bay area. Number one processor in the Bay area, knocked on every door, every floor, doctors, dentists, flooring companies, restaurants, auto repair shops, of course, sign anybody up that, needed help on their payment processing and wanted a local relationship was our original. Let's go do it. Um, wow. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Just, just goes to show you think bigger. <laughs> think bigger. We, we definitely, we were talking about that the other day because people have such set such low goals sometimes and they don't know what's possible. And when you set a goal, most of the time you're lucky you got past that because most people, when they set a goal, that's not tall. They just stay there because they yeah. hit their goals. So Wow, hats off to you two that you were like, hey, I'm not staying here, even though that was the plan. So, yeah, very exciting. 
So we just mentioned about the green. So your colors are green. And I love with your culture, your branding. You always know whenever I go to a trade show, whenever I see anybody anywhere, Facebook or whatever, they're wearing your colors. They're doing your thing. They have matching shoes. They have just so many. Oh, look at that. (laughs) I am so jealous. (laughs) Just every, and there's so much fun with the people that are on your team. Yeah. And and I know that you treat your external customers and internal customers the, the same, which that's where a lot of companies miss the mark. Mm-hmm. They they kind of have separate rules and separate things. But you, the two of you seem to just everybody's number one and everybody needs to be put first. And how do you do that? Well, thank you for observing that. Um, it really means a lot because the number one question we get asked as founders is, what are you most proud of? And our answer is very easy. It's the people. You know, the people built this company. We didn't build this company. But if you do put your people first and think about what they want, what's going to make them happy, again, I just believe everything falls into place from there. We are very intentional about our culture. You know, we go out of our way to make sure people have the green stuff. We have a one of our values is bleeding green, by the way. Um, Love it. I hate that you had to, your leg got bloody. <laughs> you know? But we really just want to make sure people have fun um, and enjoy coming to work. We live one life, one life, and every day matters. And we want people to enjoy where they work. Um, he could probably share some other ideas and things that we've done, but we truly focus on culture. Totally. It's a big thing. Like you spend more time at work than you do with your family, basically, you know? So if you hate going to work every day, like that's not a fun life. But if you enjoy the people you work with, you have your you know best friends at work, uh, you know, you're talking to customers, you build a relationship with the customers, you know, their kids' names, you know, their dog, you know, what's going on in their business. Like that's what's fun about it. And you don't have to be, just because it's a business doesn't have to be like professional and stuffy and anything like that. So it's just a good time to be able to, you know, have that engagement and roll it over to your customers. If you have happy employees that love what they're doing and love their team, all of a sudden that radiates out to the customers and they can feel it. Even over the phone, you can tell when someone's smiling. Absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. And you can, anyone that's on your team, when you speak to them, I mean, they, they, it's not BS. It's not like a sales pitch. I mean, they really, they light up when they're talking about what you offer. And I I think that's amazing because you don't see that a lot anymore with a lot of companies. Yeah. So what do you do with credit? So first of all, credit card processing, I think is the bane of every business owner's existence. (laughs) doesn't matter what industry you're in. And I see a lot of places now passing on the charges or saying, if you give us cash, it's this. And it's always seems to be some kind of controversy about credit card processing and what are, what do you do and how do you do it and how do you save money? And we have a lot of people and even friend, my friends in the business world are like jump from company to company because they're like, oh, we're going to get a better rate. And then they have it for two months or so. And then it's like, oh, and they're like, it's not going to stay that. They don't believe me. And it's like, don't, why do you ask me if you're not going to listen? But (laughs) Anyway, and and then it's like that for a little bit. And then it's yeah. like, oh, there's something. Well, we rated you as a tree, but really you're an apple or, you know, we didn't know. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I mean, where do people start? What, first of all, what should they look for when they're looking for someone to process their payments? You want to take us out first? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I think the biggest thing, the biggest misconception, just like you said, they'll, they'll jump into one thing because of the rate. And that's all they're looking for. 
blinders on, what's your rate? Bottom line, I want the best rate out there. Well, and that's great, but a lot of times you get what you pay for. So you may get a dirt cheap rate, but then you you know your payment gets held, and you call customer service, and you can't get a hold of it. And there's no service there. You're getting a great rate. So, but now you can't get your money. And so there's lots of things. I mean, rate is definitely a factor for sure. You want a fair rate. There's a lot of processors out there that just gouge people. But rate is one piece of the puzzle. And you want to be able to get the customer service. You want to be able to get their relationship. So I would say the biggest thing is, is vet multiple companies. We always say the rule of three, like get three quotes from three different companies ask the right questions, ask them to call their customer service. Call customer service right now and see what happens. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and get them on the phone. See if you're waiting on hold for 15 minutes with the sales rep and things like that. So there's, there's little ways uh, you know, to, to check on who, who, you're, who you're getting quotes from. The rate is definitely a piece of it, but make sure you're, you're checking on other things as well. Okay. We actually own the domain creditcardprocessorssuck.com because we know credit card processors <laughs> don't have the best reputation. Right. And that was one of the things that we wanted to do when we started 360 was change that perception. And um, you shouldn't have to think about credit card processing as a business owner or someone working um, at, at your business. You shouldn't have to think about it the way you don't think about reading. We don't think about the electric turning on. Um, although this week from California, that's a windstorm. <laughs> Our kids had no school this week because of it. But we want to make sure that we're there for people. And there's the customer service, but it's also the technology side and being progressive and thinking about um, evolving with the business needs. Because credit card processing 10, 12, 15 years ago is a lot different than it is today. Um, so I'll give a couple examples. Integration. If you have a software at your business, um, shop management for repair shops or a point of sale system for restaurants or a practice management system for um, a medical office, you should integrate those pay your payments to streamline the process because it will keep your employees happy. But more importantly, it makes it better for your customers. Um, my own father doesn't use 360 payments um, because he integrates to his fin financial advising software. Um, and he had 360 and there goes my kids' college funds now. Um, but <laughs> it was the best thing for his business. And he's paying more than a half percent more than what he was paying with us because he has the integration. Um, so integration is one. Um, what do your customers need? And when, what will make it easier for you to take money from them? Uh, which is one of our guys, Shane's line all the time. Like, Just make it easy to take money from people. Text to pay is one of them. I have a four and a six-year-old. I don't pick my car up on time in the auto repair shop world. Text me a link. Let me pay. I don't care what you did to my car. I trust you. You're my mechanic or you're my dentist. Like, just tell me what I owe you and make it easy because I'm not going to be there before five or six o'clock. Financing. You know, can you do some consumer financing for large transactions? And does it integrate? What's that look like? So you want to go with a processor that not only is going to answer their phone when you need them, um, but it's going to evolve with your with your business and think about what what your your customers need, um, not just what they want for you. Is it? It's pretty simple for when if they meet with you to find out if with a point of sale or whatever they're using integrates. You're able to tell them quickly. It's not a big deal. Yeah, we usually can. Um, we've been doing this for a long time now, um, Jesse and I personally. But I would say ask your 
point of sale system or shop software, well, who do they recommend? And ask why they recommend them too. But we would be able to help people find out. And if we can't integrate, we want to try to integrate. So we'll ask, hey, can you put in a good word for us with XYZ software um, and ask them if they're open to integrate into 360. But if we can't, we'll give them, we'll tell the shop or we'll tell the business hey, we think you should go with them if integration is important to you, which we do think integration is really good for businesses. So, How do you stay up on all of the technology? Because there's sometimes I go in a store and it's like your credit card. I, I think it's like the first one ever. And it's like, it doesn't read that card. It doesn't read that card. And I have to hand key it in because it doesn't read. And it's like, what 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 is this thing here? I don't even... <laughs> it is hard to stay on top of. My quick answer on how we stay on top of it is, like we put ourselves in the, the shoes of a customer. I am a customer at a lot of places, right? I do pay bills online. I do go in person to make payments and I'm open to trying anything. Um, I'm on TikTok as a geriatric millennial. I learned from one of the sessions here today. You know, you just have to pay attention to what's going on in social media. What, what, are, what, are, what new trends are happening? I read a lot, um, but I do just, I'd say I personally put, the lens on of a customer. Well, in your business, I mean, just look at like you're a consumer. How do you do things and how do you make payments? But, you know, Amex is a perfect one. A lot of customers or businesses say, oh, I don't want to take American Express in my business because it's more expensive. But then they're using their American Express everywhere they go because they like their points and miles. Think about how hard you're making it for your customers that come into your shop back to the line of just make it easy to get paid by them. Yeah. But the technology is changing, uh, you know, but a lot of times the the manufacturers for equipment, uh, the integrations with the software, they're keeping up on all this technology. So we just pay attention to how consumers are paying and then try to bring that into the businesses that we work with. Uh, you know, Apple Pay is a big thing. Even in certain places, we're, we're out in California where Apple is, so it's everywhere out there. But we have shops now in like, rural Kansas that are asking us like, Oh, I, I want to get Apple pay going on. Cause I now have some, some customers that are asking for it and, you know, being able to, you know, pay with your watch or something like that, you know, in certain places of the country, that's like, Oh, I would never need that. And then six months later they have somebody try to do it. And so it's, it's constantly evolving and there's always going to be something new, but it's, it, it, it's fun to see the growth. I didn't realize how much I use my credit card because I do like the point, you know, I, yeah. I like the points and I pay it off every month and, you know, I'm a responsible user, but I like my dang points. I, I like, yeah. my kids are like, they know now calls, they're going to make a big purchase. They're like, mom, do you want the points? And I'm like, yes. And then they give me the money and I'm happy because I'm like, I got free points. But I, during the hurricane, the, the my house was affected by, by the hurricane and then all of the people like workers and whatever they're like no cash or check and i'm like a check. i don't even know how to write a check anymore and it's like then i'm like digging out through a stack of yeah. piles of whatever because i'm like i don't think i wrote a check before the hurricane and i don't know how many years so i do text to pay or you know something online and it's like mm-hmm. i i can't how are you functioning as a business without being able to take a payment and and it's not that I can't afford to pay whatever with the money, but I don't want to walk around my checkbook. I don't want to walk around with a wad of, you know, couple grand in cash a day. You know, I want to use my card Mm -hmm. and it, and as like, it's like get with the program. Yeah. You're just making it difficult for people. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of businesses, it's 
we've always done it this way is not the way to do things. <laughs> so you got to pay attention. you got to see what's going on out there. And if you get these requests just saying, oh, no, we don't do that, you know, you're pushing away your customer. They're going to go to a place that is easier, the functionality. Everyone's doing everything online. You know, Amazon, you can press a button on your phone and get anything you want delivered to your front door. Why can't you We that? found out we could even get stuff shipped here. Yeah, everywhere. In like a day or two. Yeah, I got something on Amazon the other day, a Yeti tumbler, you know, to bring to the pools here in Puerto Rico. And it came within hours to my house. A guy was mind blown. Like, what? How did this happen? Same day? Like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, a, it's amazing. It's amazing. So let's, can we talk a little bit about tax to pay? Because mm-hmm. I, people get nervous and I hate when somebody just asked me and I, I don't know if it had something to do with the hotel there or something. They're like, we'll just text you and you can type in your credit card number. And I'm like, I'm not sending you a text over just a regular, I mean, a credit card number over a regular text and, you know, it's not encrypted. It's not whatever. So can can you explain the difference between having an actual text to pay and somebody just texting you and saying, Hey, type your credit card here. Yeah. So they, they do go on a text to pay. Uh, First off, I always look at text to pay as replacing phone order sales. Yep. Um, And from doing payment processing for a long time, especially in person, uh, we've been into a lot of businesses, and I can tell you they have post-it notes with credit card numbers um, oh. on their cubicles. If you're giving them over the phone or they're storing that way because maybe you're, re- you're a recurring customer, you're buying, um, like it's a shop, buying parts from the same place over and over. Um, if they don't have it stored, they're putting it on post-its. And same thing, when you're giving a credit card over the phone, that credit card terminal might be being used or it's away from the person at the desk. They're writing it down somewhere. So just realize that, text to pay is replacing that process, right? Thank goodness. <laughs> That's correct. Exactly. All of the, the uh, terminal, virtual terminals or gateways that we use are completely compliant. They go through testing and audits and all of that. The, the data is not stored. It's all encrypted. And the cool thing I think about text to pay isn't just that it's making it easier for the customer. You're collecting more data. So you're getting the person who's entering it in to put their address information. Uh, They're putting the zip code, the street number, and that reduces the rate through um, interchange, which is the wholesale cost. Um, It doesn't reduce liability because, again, it's just like taking a phone order, but it does reduce the rate, whereas usually the staff member taking the credit card over the phone isn't collecting the address information and making sure it matches. So, uh, But it is secure, and you should, of course, you want to be worried about it, but going back to checks and everything, you know, there's you're writing someone a check, they can easily take your routing and account number and put that into something. We decided we had one of our members, I don't know, the last 20 group meeting a couple months ago, she was shocked that someone actually stole her check at the, you know, for the parts house and they spent, I don't know, like 50, $60,000. And she was shocked. Yeah. And, and with a text to pay, I just want to make sure everybody understands that that is an encrypted a safe way to do it. Absolutely. When somebody says, hey, you know, text you and says, just type in your credit card number, that is not, that's not text to pay and you shouldn't be doing that. So let's make that clear. If someone texts you for your credit card number, do not text them your credit card number. Right. But I mean, even businesses do it because they're not, they think, you know, they're saving time and they're not writing it, you know, they're just like, hey, here, I'm going to, 
I'm going to text and just reply back with my credit card. That's not what text to pay is. So understand that there's a difference. And it's a portal. Text to pay is is an online transaction. Right. You're texting a link. The customer clicks the link. It brings them to a secure online page. And they're putting their credit card information into a a shopping cart. Exactly how you go on any website, on Amazon, on these types of things. I would say it's even, I and I might be wrong and you could tell me, but I feel safer using text to pay than, than the credit card at the, the, the businesses because I see those stacks of the, you know, slips sitting around and I see, I don't know, I feel safer when it's like an encrypted thing over because when you hand someone your card and even at a restaurant or whatever, I have so many friends the only place they went with their card was a restaurant. Yeah. It takes two seconds for somebody to walk back with their credit card. You know what I mean? And take a picture of it or do yeah. something to steal your number. Where I feel safer doing it on the text to pay. Am I wrong? Am I? This is where the integration comes in. Okay. This was talking about is it's like checking out at a grocery store. The customer never, the card never leaves the customer's hand. It's a customer facing credit card terminal. And because you're absolutely right. If I take your card and I run into a back room somewhere. You have no idea what I'm doing with your card. But if I click a button in the software, it lights up a terminal that's facing you. You put in your own credit card and then digitally sign on the screen and you're done. And then all of that information is stored in the software. There's no way that your card went anywhere. There's no fraud options there. Um, Text-to-pay is an online transaction. So there's, there's more risk of fraud there, possibly, but it's better than a phone order because there's no one writing it down. There's no one else getting your credit card information. For text to pay, we always tell our customers, if you wouldn't take a phone order from this customer, you may not want to send them a text to pay. We say don't don't do it necessarily for brand new customers. Uh, set a limit on how much you're going to do through text to pay. If you only you know if you set it at a thousand dollars or something like that, whatever you're comfortable with. But it's it's the same as a card not present transaction. So it doesn't have that chip security on it. Um, but just it's common sense a lot of times. Just be smart with how you're using it. Yeah. And I think if you, from a consumer side, if somebody, if I'm at a hair salon or whatever, and then they give me a text to pay and then I know it's okay to, you know, so, yeah. so don't, if some rando, you just get some rando text to pay. No, <laughs> don't, no. don't do that either. Cause there's a lot of, it's crazy how many people just give out. Yeah. stuff and they don't think about it. The I'm other like, thing is people take orders and they're like, oh, I, I saw you online and I want to buy tires from you and, you know, ship them to this random address in Texas and you're in New Jersey. It's like they yeah. couldn't find anybody else to buy tires from. That's a little odd. You may want to dig into that yeah. a little bit more. You need to read just... the book um, Blink if you're doing that because we just have, it seems like that tire thing goes in cycles and it was just out there again and we just had a, a member in Florida get burned pretty bad. I don't know, it was 3,000, 4,000. And one in Washington, he actually talked about on the my uh, morning show thing. He he happened to just walk in and everybody's all happily, happy and bubbly. And they're like, what? And the service provider's like, I just made a $6,000 sale. And he's like, really? On what? Because there wasn't any big... And they're like tires. And he's like, tires to wear. And he's like, yeah, some guy in New Jersey bought them. And, and the, it's gotta be Jersey. Yeah. the shop owner was like, <laughs> yeah, did you, were Zimbabwe. they in here? They're like, no, he did on the phone, you know, and he's like, they're buying tires in Washington to pay freight to put them to New Jersey. They don't sell tires. So he's like, where? And that actually 
a truck pulled up to pick up the tires. They were just getting ready to load them. And he was like, you're not taking these tires. And the freight guy's like, yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, no, you're yeah, not. No, and I- uh, the, the service fires were shocked because they were, you know, they get excited to the sale. They're like, oh, my gosh. So, so you got to be smart. And that training. So let's talk about that for a moment, because I hear a lot of people complain sometimes about credit card processing or, you know, they don't want to take credit cards anymore because they're always getting ripped off or burned. And it's like you ask them what happened and it's somebody called over the phone that they never met, never, whatever, never, you know, or somebody came in, but then they're like, I'm going to have my mother call and, you know, somebody, and it's like, they don't have proper training for their employees. And then they're mad when they get charged back for something or yeah. whatever. They're, yeah. I mean, to me, there's some common sense. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I mean, chargebacks is a whole topic in and of right. itself. And, you know, we talk to our other partners, Steve, but we want to address this head on. It's the number one thing that we get complaints on um, are at 360, too. And I like to start on chargebacks to say that I hate them. Like, no well, processor, no processor wants you as a business owner to have a chargeback. Like no matter who you're processing with, your processor's on your side. They want you to win that right. chargeback. And in, in America, you're innocent until proven guilty, unless you're a business owner taking credit cards, because um, they're always guilty until proven innocent, which we don't like that rule either. Right. But on chargebacks, I'd say the number one thing that we always hear and it comes down to is trusting your gut. Like you're talking about, like something doesn't seem right. Nine out of 10 times, most of the businesses that we deal with that have those large chargebacks are like, I like I knew that something wasn't right here. Um, but training your staff and aligning your staff's goals and their metrics and their bonuses and everything to what's best for the business is important. So in the example you're giving, obviously, it sounds like the service advisor might be making some bonus or commission or something off the sale. You also want to make sure they realize if that sale doesn't happen or there's a chargeback, not only are they out that three, four, five thousand dollars, they're out the product too. Right. Right. So it costs more than that. Um, so I would say in the training, get people to trust their guts, number one. Number two, even if the card was present, they weren't calling over the phone, they were in there, you can get IDs. You can just you can ask for multiple credit cards to see if it works. Don't run the same credit card you know, or three different cards and they all are getting declined. Like there's some red flags there. Right. Um, But even if you're in person, you just want to, you know, trust, but verify, right. Is the line that we like to use. Um, But yeah, chargebacks are are no fun there. They're not for anybody. And and you have to, as a business owner, it's your responsibility to train your staff properly and, you know, make sure that they know what to look yeah. for and, and get some training on that. Because like you said, every time you hear about it, it's it's very rare that someone doesn't say, I knew that there was something off yep. the address or the name or the story didn't add up or whatever. Yep. So, you know, it just, you have to train, train your people, train your people. Yeah. There's some products out there for, you know, chargebacks, insurance and things like that. But when we look at our entire portfolio it's still way under one percent of all transactions come back as chargebacks obviously when it does happen it's painful but like you said if you if you focus on training the people if you focus on you know doing things the right way making sure that you know you get as much information as possible if you get that kind of weird feeling about a transaction they can come in and do it in person uh, so there's there's ways you can continue to build on that I really appreciate you being here today with me and 
You're celebrating 12 years? 12 years, yeah, March yeah, last week, yeah. Yeah. So in honor of your 12-year anniversary, is there anything you'd like to offer for our, our listeners and viewers to yeah. uh, celebrate with you? Yeah, since we just have been talking so much about text to pay, we would like to offer text to pay free for a year. So it's, it's a cool tool. We can integrate it to many of the software uh, integrations that we have. We also have ways to do it on a standalone virtual terminal, which is go onto a computer and have a link that way too. So uh, multiple ways to do text to pay. And it does email to pay too. If someone doesn't want to text, we can do email as well. You mentioned the podcast. If you call in and we'll give you a free analysis, review kind of your current situation, and then uh, give you free text. Which anybody should do that. Even if you're not interested in text to pay, anybody should oh. have a review because we, we see so much so off so much money it's yeah. just crazy yep. when once when you do those reviews for sure well this was super fun and i wish i could be more jumping around and be like hey yes. <laughs> and and i'll get to see you tonight at the trade show and for everybody sure. with your matching outfits and sneakers and <laughs> all of that stuff so any any last minute like quick warnings tips advice for for our listeners I think, you know, you just need to talk about credit card processing. It is one of the top ways people get paid today. Your credit card processor controls usually 80, 90, sometimes 100% of your money. You're, as a business owner, trying to feed your employees. You're trying to feed your own families and making sure they're getting their paycheck. Go with somebody you trust and have a relationship with. Whether it's 360 or not, you want to have that go-to processor um, that you can pick up the phone, get them there um, on the phone, and that they're growing with your business is, is really what I would just ultimately say. I love Jesse's tip of saying to the the person they're meeting with, you know, call customer service right yeah. now and let's see. And call at your busiest hour and see what it's like. If you're a repair shop, call Friday at five o'clock. What, what happens then? You know, if you're a restaurant, call, you know, Saturday at 7 p.m. When you need your credit card processor most, call them. <laughs> And that's, see see what happens there. That's going to be a great test. Jesse, <laughs> any final? I just want to say thank you guys. I mean, ATI has been a huge partner of us. And we love coming to these events and just working with the coaches. And, you know, you guys coach your shops. You're, you guys have some of the best shops in the country. It, we really appreciate the support from you guys and working with your team and, and your customers and members. Um, it's been a great time for, I think this is our sixth year. Yeah, sixth year. So six. It feels like longer. Though. Yeah. It does. Time flies and you're having fun. It does. Hopefully, <laughs> we're back in Puerto Rico again. I think it was nine years ago when we were here. All right, everybody, stay safe, make good choices, and stay inspired. And I will be back next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.